Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude, or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day, or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime. Or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married. But you know what I mean. I am Kristen from kristenandchill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. If you like what you're listening to and you want dating tips and strategies directly from me, then you can get in touch with me by shooting me a text to the number 310-299-9139. Up until now, only the best clients of mine had personal access to me. But now, because so many guys ask my personal help regularly, I'm building a private texting community where I answer your questions, give you killer tips, and just make your dating life smoother and easier than ever before. Even if you're not just dating and you're married, I can help you with that too. So just shoot me a text at 310-299-9139. I really look forward to hearing from you. All right, text you soon. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we cover a lot of things on this episode. I'm just gonna go over a few of them. Something that I thought was really amazing that our guest said, he talks about changing a woman's mood instead of trying to change her mind. We talk about the five vibes you need to play out, receive, give to women while in conversation if you want to be successful with them. And we also dive in and break down how to do cold approaches in a very casual, non-aggressive manner, something I've never really heard before, which is actually very in line with how I teach my guys as well. So it was refreshing to hear it come from a man. Anyway, we're going to cover all of those things and actually even more on this episode. So keep listening. Hey guys, welcome to the Ask Women podcast. Christian is not with us today, but that's fine because I am awesome and so is our guest, Jared Psych. Oh God, you told me before. What is it? 
Lawrence. Lawrence, I knew it. I always want to yeah, screw up, and I always know it in my head. This is an issue. See, I also fear failure, so I. To be fair, you know my real name. So this is more like it's more my stage name. But yes, Jared Sack Lawrence for anybody who wants to Google me. I know, but I actually knew both names. That's the whole thing. I've known both names for a very long time because I've known you for over ten years. I met you at the pickup summit like mm-hmm. twelve years ago or something. I was telling you when I was on your podcast. I have a picture where I was sitting on your lap. I remember I got in trouble for that picture from my husband because I was dating him at the time. He's like, is this what you do when you go to conferences? I'm like, yeah, this is what I do. This is how I interact with men because I am a flirty person. And that was one of our biggest first conversations about who I was and who I always want to remain being while in our relationship. I am a touchy, feely person. I am going to sit on friends' laps who are men. I am going to hug men. I'm going to touch men with no sexual intent. That was a huge conversation for us. So thanks for getting me in trouble. And then thanks for opening up my relationship a little bit more (laughs) with honest communication. Anyway, so Jared, other than knowing me for a very long time, is also the owner of Modern Flirting. So tell me about what that is. Because it's not Mm. just really about flirting. It's more of a lifestyle brand for men. So you tell me about what it is that you do and how you created this company or why. So I picked the name Modern Flirting for two reasons. Again, for the modern and for the flirting. And here's really what it came down to. The modern part is because, as you know, back when I met you, my background was in this whole pickup artist art. The whole idea of being a PUA, being a guy who gets her validation from going out night after night after night, trying to get laid with women And then it has to be you're looking for a hotter one, you're looking for multiple, you're looking for whatever, right? And that was a training I got initially. And it was the only way that I thought was doable because my whole background is, look, I'm a guy who was awful. I had no friends growing up. I was the shortest kid in the class, the fattest kid in the class. I remember going to high school and trying to do a girl's math homework just to get a hug, right? And then she didn't hug me. I remember going to my first ever house party And the girl throwing it was like, who the fuck invited you? I remember dating a girl for a year and a half, hoping that like this would be the one I was saving my virginity for her for marriage. She cheats on me and leaves me for a guy eight years older than her. I found a girl on MySpace back in the day to go to prom with me, to go to my prom, thinking this is it. I'm going to lose my virginity. And she ends up sleeping with another guy in the bathroom on my prom night. This is horrible. I still have her dress to this day. I know it's not video, but I'm holding the dress here. Yeah. So, of course, when these guys are going out saying, this is the way to attract women, this is the only way women respond to, and you can learn this, and it's teachable, I gravitated to that, right? And it put me in a dark place. It was very manipulative. It was using all these lines and routines that weren't me. And it was just a constant struggle of going out again and again and again. So the modern part of modern flirting is I developed a new way. I said, enough's enough. My background is in psychology, seven years of formal psychological training. I'm the only dating coach that I know of around who actually is a trained therapist. And I took a lot of that understanding and said, what if, instead of just trying to sleep with every girl, I befriended them and I actually make friends with them and got to know them. And I looked at all these guys who are naturals, all these guys who are really good with women, and I started befriending them. So these high status guys, guys who just were really great all around. And then what I started doing was I developed a lifestyle and using these techniques, using these real social skills, getting away from lines and routines and finding a better way, it completely transcended anything that was being done before. All these guys were going into a club, for instance, trying to walk out with one girl. 
I was walking into a club or a bar with five girls already. These are just girls in my circle. And you obviously know the power of pre-selection, you know, girls making other guys look good and Oh yeah, for sure. That's what my business is based on. Well, actually, let exactly. me ask you a question yeah. because I'm sure there are some guys listening thinking like this is a death sentence. Like, why are you befriending women? Why do you want to be friendly with women? You're shooting yourself in the foot. You're just going to end up in the friend zone afterwards. So tell me a little bit more about that. All right. So two things. So there is a big difference between going into a girl's friend zone and putting her into your friend zone. There's also a big difference between the friend zone and a platonic zone, all right? Here's a shocker thing that a lot of guys don't realize is, yes, these girls are my friends, and yes, not all, but a lot of them I end up do sleeping with or hooking up with. These are not exclusive things, right? I can literally be friends with a girl, have fun, go out. I could even be her wing guy and root for her and, and help her with dating other guys, but she's still hooking up with me or sleeping with me. So I want that like distinction clear between friend and being platonic, right? Well, well, tell me what it is then. Flirting. That's the second part of the company is flirting. Like I'm flirty yeah. with all my female friends. Now, sometimes if the chemistry is not there, it's not there. It's just, it's not in the cards. And that's okay too for, I'll go into a whole nother reason for that. But if it is there, then it's fine. And she realizes, okay, there's an attraction here. There's a fun here. Sure, it's not compatible for like a long-term relationship type thing, but there's no reason we can't have fun, you know, have our cake and eat it too. So by... Being flirty with everybody and anyone, you kind of will naturally gravitate the girls around in your circle that you're friends with to want to be more than just platonic with you. They're going to have fun. They're going to be excited by that, right? Now, the other key thing, though, is guys have to realize all men know about women, at least if you're starting off with me and they'll be very clueless about it, is either what we're seeing on YouTube or books or you know all this pickup stuff or women that we meet and experience in a nightclub or a bar. And that is a very small scope of understanding how women actually are, how they think, what's their day-to-day, -day, what are their concerns, anxieties, feelings. So when you surround yourself with them and you're constantly talking with them, you're going out, grabbing lunch, you're going to the movies, or just chilling at your place, hanging out. When you have that kind of lifestyle, you get to know them on such a deeper and more personal level so that when you do approach them, when you do meet other girls, you now understand them so much better. And they're not this like foreign, like, oh, it's a girl. You don't take this foreign thing. Now it's someone you're comfortable with. You can relax with. You can just be yourself around and you know exactly how to move it forward. And here's the other thing. When you also have female friends that you go out with and it's very obvious in your lifestyle that you have that, every other girl instantly realizes you're not this weird, creepy guy. It instantly makes you okay, he's not some crazy serial killer or rapist or, or sending up alarm bells because other women have already validated proved him. it. They validated that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So let me take a step back because you had said you flirt with every single person and then the people, the women who gravitate towards you more, it will be very apparent and they will start to flirt back with you. So how can you see that difference when a girl that's in your social circle likes you like likes you, likes you versus she like really likes you as a friend and enjoys hanging out with you. What are some distinctions between those two girls? So from the guy's point of view, you're always leading the interaction forward. So the idea is not to be pigeonholed or just be like, all right, I'm going to hope and wait a girl, you know, really likes me. So I'm always doing little like things that might test it or like push the envelope a little bit. Like, for example. 
like putting her on your lap, you know, for instance, seeing if she's comfortable with that. Maybe if you're going for like a massage, you're going for like a head scratch or like pulling on her hair. Maybe if you're dancing, how sexual is the dancing getting? If I'm running my hands over her, if I run it over her butt or her breast while we're dancing, does she get tense or pull back a little bit or does she just dance harder? Like what is her body is going to respond to it? How often is she excited to hang out with me and, and show with me, right? If we go sit on the couch, is she going to sit on the other side or is she going to sit like right up near me? Is she leaning into me? So there's a lot of like signs that a girl is receptive or that she's going to be attracted to you because she's going to act way more receptive to any kind of advances. Or if I say something flirty with her, she'll play along with the role play. She might say something flirty back as well. It's not this, what I'm hoping that doesn't happen is she might get tense. She might get a little bit distant. And if she does, that's okay. It just means, all right, it's not going that direction. Stop, like respect the boundaries of the fact that she's not feeling it at least yet. And then you can just rebuild comfort with her and remind her like, no, hey, look, we're friends first. I'm flirting with everybody. Not your thing, not your thing. All good. I love that. Yeah. I think the biggest issue guys get, even guys in modern flirting, even in my program, I was talking to them on this, (laughs) is that stop trying to get something from the girl. Stop trying to get a number, get her to kiss you, get her to go on a date, get her to do whatever. The idea is she should already want to do those things. The idea of I'm going to try and make this girl or get this girl to do something is asked backwards because nobody wants to be felt like they're having to do something. So the idea is if she's not there and you're struggling getting on a date or getting her to text back or whatever, it comes down to you have to create desire. So instead of trying to like, how can I get, just give, give her the desire, give her those emotions, want nothing. And then sure enough, she's going to be like, well, he make a move and kiss me. Like when I kiss a girl, I want her like excited for it. I want her ready. Like, I hope this guy kisses me. When I'm asking her on a date, I'm wanting in her mind, I hope this guy asks me on a date, right? Like, I want to go out with this guy. Yeah. Like the idea of LMR, for instance, for the people who don't know, last minute resistance, like I don't get that anymore. And it's not like, a, you know, that's not for me trying to like brag or whatever. It's just that if it gets to the point where there's going to be LMR in the bedroom, then my mind, you're doing it wrong. Like, why is she in the bedroom? <laughs> right, exactly. So let me ask you this question. So let's say... There's this girl and she's definitely giving you confusing signals. So she's very touchy. She's flirty with you. She sits close to you. She lets you sort of grope her on the dance floor. And then you do go in for a kiss and she pushes you away. Or like, let's say sometimes she does kiss you. And then other times she's sort of more distant. What do you do in that scenario? Do you ever use your words to talk to her about it? Or are you always playing around with subconscious signals? Like, what would you do in that situation where it's just confusing for you, where you're like, I don't really get what's going on between us. I need clarification. What would you do? I hate this answer, but it really is the right answer is it depends. Right. And here's what's going through my mind right off the bat. So number one, I don't care about those indicators of interest, right? Like, you know, the guys say, she's flirting with you, she's batting, she's batting her eyelashes, she's playing with her hair. That means nothing to me. Some girls are just like that because they're like that. Like, sure, it's a good it sign or an indicator, but it means nothing. What matters to me is compliance. Is she investing? Is she putting in effort? Is she actually complying to requests like physical, like kissing, walking with me to other places, going on a date? Is she just putting in effort, right? If she's doing that, that's my signal. That can't be faked. So she can't like be really complying. But let's say she does that sometimes and then doesn't another time. So let's say you're out on a really fun night and you're flirting, you're having fun, you make out with each other. She does everything that you just said with compliance. 
But then the next time that you see each other, she's a little bit distant and cold and maybe not as flirtatious. What do you do in that situation? If it's minor and if it's just happening, then we're using a behavioral technique called operant conditioning, which is simply just reinforcing punishment. So when she is doing it, I want to reinforce, I want to make her feel really great for it. When she's not doing it or coming off, I then want to punish by either removing some of my own interest, backing off, which might allow her just to be more comfortable because I'm not trying anything. It could also be teasing her in a playful way, like kind of calling attention to it, but making it seem like that was a little weird or that was a little awkward, but it's okay. Like women hate feeling socially awkward. So if I can somehow reframe whatever she did there as she's being a little bit socially awkward, she'll either immediately start correcting the behavior or at least explain what's going on. If I'm going through that and we're doing operant conditioning and she's still constantly sending mixed signals, then what they're telling me is there's like a disconnect. There's a few short circuited, right? Because clearly she's attracted. She likes something, but there's probably something not being said that's going on and stopping her. Like, for instance, maybe she's a boyfriend that I don't know about. Maybe she really does like me, but she's upset at something I did that I have no idea about, right? So at that point, then absolutely, yes. If I've gone through this a few times and it's still constantly being mixed, I have no problem calling out the elephant in the room and just being like, hey, just talk to me. I'm noticing there's a little bit of a disconnect. What's going on? Because the more we know, the more I'm able to keep that communication, especially when I'm going into connection building in my traction ladder, I want to use that time to really see like what is happening here and what's causing that disconnect. Because it could be something you have no idea about. It could be something that like nothing to do with your vibe, nothing to do. It, it's literally you were a dick to the waiter and it sent off a working. red. Right, something turned her off. So how do you ensure that she does give you a response and make her feel as safe as possible? Like the way that you just said it is, for me, that would be so non-threatening and actually something that I would respond to. But some people are a lot more uncomfortable where they would say, oh, nothing, everything's totally fine and normal. How do you continue to push for a response because you know something is going on? Is it literally just saying like, hey, I can see the difference between how you were today and how you were last night. Like, what would you say? So instead of framing it as like, I don't want to battle with her. I don't want to go, yes, there is, talk to me. No, there's not, da, da, da. We don't want to, because people are going to dig their heels in even more, right? Then I would say, okay, if nothing's going on, that's fine. I'm just going to agree with her. Like, if there's nothing going on, that's fine. I just hope you're comfortable enough with me where if there was something, we could just talk about it and communicate because... Obviously, that's going to be so important, right? If this is ever going to work or, you know, it also depends where I'm at. It's like the first date is a little bit later on, but I would just agree and say, okay, cool. If nothing's the matter, nothing's the matter. Like, I'm going to take it your word. But of course, if there's something ever were, you can just talk to me. It's totally be fine. I don't get offended easily. And I'm always looking for ways to improve or whatever. So I would be honest with you. I would tell you straight up if I felt something wrong and I hope you can do the same with me. And what will usually happen is they'll agree. And they'll say, yeah, communication is very important because who's going to say it's not? And then we can just end it. We can just stop it right there. And I'll just go back to acting like completely nothing's wrong, being positive, having a good time. And usually like an hour or two later, that's when she's now comfortable enough to bring it up. I'll just let her sit on it for a bit. And she'll go, okay, look, you know, I didn't want to bring it up before, but she'll say whatever is on her mind. And then I just want to listen and not attack it or, or defend myself. I just want to understand. I love it. I'd marry you in two seconds. That was perfect. That was great communication with a woman. Because I think that a lot of the times you're absolutely right. There are little things that trigger us and we start making up 
things about those little things instead of just communicating them to you because you're like, okay, well, that means that he might be X, Y, and Z, or that means that in the future, he might do this to me again. And sometimes it's scary to bring it up to a man because as you said, even in your explanation, many times before women have possibly been conditioned that bringing up an emotion or an emotional topic to a man may result in abrasive or aggressive communication, right? It may not have worked out so well in the past, which is typically why we hold back and don't really share a lot of what we're thinking or believing. And that's not the fault of the man in front of them. It's probably the fault of the man before them or the five men before them that have done this. So if you can just do everything that Jared just outlined, just showing that you can be compassionate, you can be understanding, but also strong. I don't find what you just said wimpy at all. I actually find it to be a very strong leader position that you took in that communication, which I think is super sexy. At the end of the day, most of the, so we can get very like complex and fine tune all the different things going on from a place of frame control, whether we're doing like frame amplification or frame expansion to, you're talking about like classroom conditioning. She's been conditioned by other guys. You have to break through other classroom conditioning. We can get all like nerdy about it. But really, if any guys that are listening to this, we hear that age old adage that change a woman's mood, not her mind, right? Like just change her mood. And then it goes, well, how? Well, what are we changing it to? So what I teach my guys are five key vibes. And if you learn how to do these five vibes correctly, then you realize almost all these problems come back to where are you in these five vibes and stress that one. And that's comfort, playful, flirting, connecting, sexual. Ooh. I'm gonna, no, no, let's take a break right now. We're going to come back after this and we're going to discuss those five vibes. Because I think that is gold, what you're about to share about changing her mood, not her mind. So we will be back with Jared Psych Lawrence from Modern Flirting right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We got to do something to keep ourselves busy during this time that is, I guess, still the pandemic. Ah, and Bet Online is the bestest, fastest. Do people say bestest? It's the bestest, fastest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but that doesn't mean the NBA is, doesn't mean college basketball is, and it definitely doesn't mean the NHL is. They're all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV shows. It's the best way to place your bets. And guess what? It's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50, that's right, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Get off that bum. Well, you can actually sit on your bum and do this, but get off your bum. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So listening to podcasts is a great way to distract yourself from stuff that may be weighing you down or getting you down. And sometimes those podcasts can even help you and give you tools. Well, we have even more tools to help you if something's weighing you down or not going right. If you're struggling from depression, stress, anxiety, self-esteem, trauma, family conflicts, grief, 
which I'm currently going through, BetterHelp is here for you. They've licensed therapists that are there for you 24-7, and you can even set up appointments. It's such a great way to get therapy without having to go through all the hassle and the effort it takes to get to therapy. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash askwomen. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash askwomen. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. All right, we are back. Okay, so go through it again. Change her mood, not her mind. I think that is genius. What was it again? Five... Five vibes. There's five vibes that are going to be moving things forward with a girl. And while I have my traction ladder in my book, and what I teach is like 15 steps, it's a little like paint by numbers approach. You just exactly what to do. In relationships, dating with friends, anyone, there's always going to be five attractive vibes that you can go through in the right order and you can go back if one's not working. So you have comfort, playful, flirting, connecting, sexual. In the earlier example, you're saying, all right, there's a girl who's for whatever reason, she's being closed off and something's obviously wrong. How do we get to what's going on? What's wrong? We go to the first most basic vibe is comfort. I got to make her feel comfortable. If she's not comfortable, she's not going to open up and talk to me. Just like what you were talking about earlier, maybe the guy's going to be abrasive. She doesn't want to like rock the boat or cause any issues. She's not comfortable. I got to show her I'm not that guy. Everything's fine. You can relax. You can enjoy yourself. It's okay. Once she's comfortable, that's when I can make it playful again. So once she's like, nothing's wrong, I'm not going to cause a whole argument scene and start arguing with her and logically be like, no, clearly something's wrong. Look, look what you did earlier. That's not you. Da, da, da. Like, again, it's going to cause an argument. It's going to have them dig their heels in. So I'll just ignore it and go, all right, let's go to playful and see if she'll be playful back and fun. And if not, then I go back to comfort, right? So it's just constantly bouncing around. So comfort to playful. If a girl's being playful with me, then it's pretty easy to now go to flirting, which is playful. But now I'm adding either a sexual or a dating frame attached to it as well. And this I can do with all girls that are around me. And the guys is, oh, I'm not flirting. I'm just being playful, right? Of course you're flirting, but it's that harmless flirting. It's just you're being silly, but there's still the emotion that spiked up there. If the girl flirts back, that's the key difference now. I'll flirt with everybody. It doesn't mean every girl's going to be flirting back. And if they don't, that's fine. I can go back to playful. Who cares? But when they do start flirting back, that's when it goes into connection building. And also, what is the connection? Do I actually like you as a person? Do you like me? And how do we like each other? Is it just friends? 
Is it like a kind of a relationship and like that we want to date? How do we want to connect, right? How do we define what's happening here and overtly show interest in each other? And then if there, when that connection is made and a girl's like, wow, I really like this guy. Clearly he really likes me too. That's where things get sexual. That's where you can really just turn it on. But it's all based on the earlier vibes, even all the way down to she's comfortable with me. She's having fun with me and playful. She's flirting with me. She feels connected with me. And now she can feel sexual. I love that. That's very close to the F formula, the program that I have on flirting. And that is written by women. And we built that program after doing interviews with like over a thousand women. So I can say from a female point of view, everything that you're saying is absolutely correct. Like it's about bouncing around, about seeing where you can go to, but slowly building up through certain phases or going through vibes, which I actually like vibes better because I think it's easier to read a vibe than sort of look back on the phase that you're in. So I think that's actually a really great way to think about it. But it's absolutely true for women. And I still just love that you said like change her mood, not her mind, because that is so essential. As soon as you change a woman's mind and how she feels about something, everything else can be altered so easily. Yep. Yeah. Well, I know we were going to talk about cold approaches, but this went in a totally different direction. I do want to give a little bit about cold approaches because I think we've covered like so much in this conversation, but I do want to give maybe five minutes to cold approaches. Tell me about you and cold approaches because you've talked about building up great social circles, being friends with everybody. But now cold approaches is the total opposite where you go up to somebody not knowing them at all. There's no foundation there. How do you do cold approaches? So the way I teach my guys, now there's many different ways to do cold approaches, no like right or wrong way. But with that said, I like to teach my guys and the style I use for cold approach are ways of like building up skills that will help them with their lifestyle with social circle. I like to think I'm like Miyagiing them, right? So when they think they're learning cold approach, because when guys don't have a circle, when guys come to me, they don't have any friends or maybe they have a couple, they don't know a lot of girls, they don't, you know, like they have to start somewhere. And the easiest way to start is through cold approach. But the way I teach my guys cold approach, not only is it incredibly effective and actually gets the girls on dates with you and desiring you and attracted, you're learning all the skills necessary that will help you with your building social circles and attracting girls who you meet through other people, through friends. And the way to do that is not by doing this, memorizing a million routines or lines, although I do give them some as training wheels, why not, you know, just to help, but it's by learning actual skills, how to hold conversations, how to be playful, like the five vibes, right? The other thing I don't do is teach guys to go super direct right off the bat. I hear all this stuff all the time about like man to woman and sexual intent, and you gotta be all direct and upfront with the girl. To me, that's utter bullshit because the only time I should be showing sexual intent and very direct with a girl is when she wants me to. If a girl doesn't desire me, if a girl doesn't want me, me wanting her more is not going to make her now want me. Sexual intent, like let's just call a spade a spade. It's just being extra horny. You're just showing her that you're horny. And that's not something girls need to know. They, they, they figure that out. Guys are horny. They, I think girls understand that. So when I teach my guys cold approach, I will teach them an indirect style that, again, with the five vibes, it builds comfort. This same style of holding conversations, going to pairs, working the group, getting the peer approval, same skills on cold approach is going to be used when they're building up social circles so that when these guys master cold approach using my processes, using my systems, these are the kind of guys I can introduce to the girls I know. These are the kind of guys now I could bring around multimillionaires, high status guys, club promoters, entrepreneurs, whatever. And they're not going to be these weird, creepy pickup dudes. That's the biggest issue. Like, don't get me wrong. There are some girls where if you go right up to them and you say all this like 
high octane off the wall, crazy flirtatious stuff, they might giggle and be for it and cool, they'll be receptive. But that same style is going to creep a lot of people out and is also going to be seen as weird to other ones. And I would also argue any girl you get that way is obviously going to be one who already kind of likes you anyway. So you could have done anything. You could have said hi, right? Like she's already receptive. So this style allows you to get your foot in the door. It allows you to build the attraction with a girl who may be looking at you right off the bat. What wasn't that interested? One of my key things, if anybody YouTubes me and looks up, you know, Jared Syke, Lawrence, Indifference, one of the key things I became known for was meeting these girls. I actually did a boot camp where all I did was guys would have me approach women. And if they were into me right away, I stopped it and, and walked away. I would only approach women who were completely indifferent, didn't want to bother me, were not interested at all. And I showed them, here's how to turn that around. And these women who were initially on cold approach were like, yeah, you're not in my league, not that interested at all, whatever. They weren't rude. They were just like, I'm just not interested. You know, like they were just very indifferent. I consistently, again and again, turned that around, turned that around, turned that around. And it wasn't by being overly sexual and hitting on them. It was through an indirect way that built comfort and took them on an emotional roller coaster, emotional journey that got them to be like, wait a minute, maybe I misread this guy initially. This guy's actually kind of cool. And when I've done these techniques where I can show guys how to, because women's attraction is kind of like a knob where I'm meeting a girl, she's not attracted at all into me at first. And all of a sudden, the more time she spends with me, the more and more attracted she becomes. I started interviewing these girls that I did this with because it was very clear that like, you weren't into me at first. And what I heard was like crazy. As a guy, I, it's hard to relate to this. When what they said is you actually physically became more attractive. Like you physically looked better. Where if guys say and do the right things, women will see them as physically more attractive, not even just in general. I've talked about that all the time where I would say that certain guys who would approach me if they did it in a calm, cool, collected way that was still very engaging for me, their face literally shifted in front of me. Like they became a different person. They became somebody that I was attracted to or somebody that was attractive and appealing rather than whatever I saw on first glance. So I completely understand exactly what they're talking about. You know what? I'm going to talk to you after we get off the show about doing a, a mastermind on this specifically, because I think that this would be absolutely fantastic for us to dive into at a later time. I'm going to wrap up the show now, but that was fantastic information that you shared. Tell people how they can get in touch with you, how they can work with you and find out more about these five vibes, how to do successful cold approaches and everything that we've talked about on the show so far. Yeah. So like Marnie, I mean, I do boot camps pretty much every month on different ones, social circle boot camps, uh, business building boot camps, cold approach boot camps, you name it. But the best thing that we have here is the program. And the program I do daily, every day we're doing coaching calls. I have women who work with me that the guys do drills with and practice with. We have a great mastermind that we're on there daily. We have a masterclass, a giant library, days of footage. It's nuts. It's everything. So if you're looking for an elite mentorship where you have direct access to me and my coaches, you can always get help. You can basically just follow this course A through Z. Then the best way to contact me is through probably social media, I would say, like Facebook, Jared Psych Lawrence on Facebook, Jared Psych Lawrence on Instagram. You can email me, I guess, if you really want to, psych, P-S-Y-C-H, at modernflirting.com. Pretty easy to find. You can reach out. And I'm one of the only dating coaches who doesn't just brag about themselves. I don't know if you've seen this, Marty, but every guy coach out there is always bragging about themselves. Look at this girl I'm with. Look at this girl I'm with. I have a different approach. 
and it maybe responds to you guys listening, maybe it doesn't. My approach is if you go on my social media, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, you will see every single day I'm posting up the wins that my students are getting because who cares what I do? It's all about what I'm getting my students to do. So check it out. Tons of free content. Yeah, it doesn't matter if the expert is good at what he's doing. It matters if the people that he's teaching are also getting the same results. Exactly. I totally agree with you. So go check that out, guys. I think it'll be absolutely amazing. And I'm going to convince Jared to do a masterclass with us when I get off of this show. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. If you want to ask questions that we answer live on the show for an Analyze This segment, which I'm going to bring back very shortly, or probably it's already been back as you've been listening to these episodes, right into Ask at Ask Women Podcast. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. 